Here we are at the end of 2018, the end of another year of our lives. Where did it go so quickly? The older we get, the more we ask that question, where did it go so quickly? But as we look back on 2018, and I think this is the best time to do what Mary did in the scriptures after Jesus was born, it says she kept all these things in her heart and pondered them. And I think the week between Christmas and New Year's is the best time for pondering of the whole year. So as we ponder 2018 and all that has taken place, we might ask ourselves, what have we learned this past year? What have we accomplished during the past year? Have we grown in any ways? Are we better off today than we were a year ago? Or unfortunately, would you think that it's been a year of loss. And in the few short years we have here on earth, can we really afford a year of loss? One of my favorite philosophers of life is a young man called Charlie Brown in the comic strips, Peanuts. And one day toward the end of the year, Charlie Brown was uh, reflecting on the end of the year. And he said, don't think of it as just the end of another year. Think of it as another year spent mastering the intricacies of a rewarding and a demanding life. And then he took a breath and smiled and said, that sounds a lot better than there goes another year down the tubes. When Ann read the scripture this morning from Ecclesiastes, I wonder if anything struck you in particular. If you heard a verse maybe you've never really heard before or it struck you in a way. But the one verse that struck me is when the writer of Ecclesiastes says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. How true that is. The ultimate test of life's meaning is the ability <clears throat> to finish what you start. There are too many starters in this world who never end up finishing. There are too many good beginnings in life that end up with a bad ending. Good starters and good finishers are not necessarily the same thing. To me, the most critical test of a person's character is the ability to see things through to the finish and to finish well. A lot of people have good enthusiastic starts in life only to burn out, wear out, drop out, or peter out along the way. <clears throat> but the real test of life is the ability to persevere, to see things through, through thick and thin, to the end and to end it very well. And that's true of life itself and every year of life. And I would say true of everything that relates to life in this world. I once read where an insurance company did a study of the lives of 100 young per persons aged 25 who were starting out in life. 40 years later, when they were 65 years old, 36 of them were dead, 56 of them were financially dependent upon their families or charity, Five were barely able to make their own living, four were well-to-do, and one was rich. 
Now, I don't know how many of them got off to a good start, but it's obvious that only a minority of those 100 persons arrived at a good ending. Dr. Clayton Christensen, who teaches at Harvard Business School, where he earned his MBA, has written five books based on the experience of teaching and working with individuals who have outstanding merit, outstanding ability, and outstanding character. <clears throat> but he has witnessed that success in life does not always come to those who seem to have the best potential. He writes about his own classmates at Harvard, who he said were some of the brightest people he had ever known, and some of the most decent people that he had known. And at graduation, all of them had great plans and visions for the future. <clears throat> but then something happened to them along the way in life. Some of their personal relationships began to deteriorate, even as their professional lives were prospering. At his 25th and then his 30th class reunion, he discovered that things were even worse than he had imagined. One of his classmates was still in prison because he was involved in the Enron scandal. Another went to prison because he played a major role in an insider trading scheme. Still another ended up in jail because he had sexual relationships with a teenager who had worked on his political campaign. And at the time he was married and had three children. And the one classmate who they would have voted the most likely to succeed, both in his career and in his personal life, had not done so well, especially in his personal life, as he had gone through multiple divorces and remarriages. The tragic story of these once successful individuals <clears throat> drives home the point that I want to make this morning, that nothing in life is more important than a good ending. Think of people in our modern world that make the headlines, whether they be athletes who make a ton of money, or politicians, or business and finance people, or Hollywood movie stars, people who have achieved great successes in one field or another, and yet have also endured great falls in life. The ultimate test of the meaning in life is the ability to see things through. And in many cases, the ability to handle success in life, because so many people cannot do that. The ability to see it through to the end and to end well. There are so many children who are, are born into this world with that proverbial silver spoon in their mouths, or better than that, they are born to a good family with dedicated parents who provide for them with the best start in life, including abundant love, a good education, a proper religious upbringing, and every other opportunity they need to succeed in life, and yet who along the way never have had what it takes to persevere, to see their lives through to a good ending. How many marriages, for example, start out in a lovely way with great romance, a beautiful wedding, many parties, lots of gifts, receptions that are held, 
to celebrate the marriage. The couple have good jobs and they have an adequate income and the best of intentions for their future. And yet somewhere along the way in life, things turn sour and the marriage ends up in a tragic divorce. A good beginning is certainly not the same thing as a good ending. The same thing can be applied to probably any other area in life as well. You buy a nice house. You put in a lot of time and energy, not to mention money, to fix it up and to make it as lovely as it can be. Yet what does all that amount to if the house does not have what it takes to be a real home? And that means where love is found, where friends are welcomed, and where Christ feels most comfortable. A nice house and a good home are not the same thing. How many people begin a new job with a lot of enthusiasm, working hard, wanting to impress their boss, wanting to learn the ropes? But then once they feel comfortable with the job, <clears throat> they start shirking their responsibilities and things start going downhill. They show up at work late. They stay out for lunch longer than they're supposed to. They leave early. They're not putting forth their greatest effort as they once did. And eventually they end up being bored with their job or fired from the job. The same thing is true in building friendships in life. It's one thing to meet people that you think are exciting, fun and interesting to be with that you would like to have as friends but it's another thing to put forth the effort and to make the time as the years go by to help those friendships grow and develop and to last a lifetime. How many true lifelong friendships can you say that you have? And even here in the church, this same dynamic holds true. How many people become a part of Christ's church with the best of intentions only to become inactive or to drop out along the way. I know of one particular man, a successful businessman, who held every office in another church that I knew of. He was chairman of the board, chairman of the elders, chairman of every committee that they had in the church. Only today, he doesn't even go to church. The true test of Christian discipleship is not our beginning with Christ, but the living out of our lives in a committed relationship with Christ. It's not the profession of faith with our lips, but the profession of faith with our lives that makes the difference. So the ultimate test of life is the ability to see things through to a good ending. And so Ecclesiastes says, better is the end of a thing then the beginning, every task that we undertake, every commitment we make in life, will put that principle to the test. At the end of every day, every week, every month, every year that we live, can we look over the past and say, I have lived it well, I have done my best, I have been faithful, and so I consider this a good ending? It's the ending that counts the most, not the beginning or the middle. So here we are at the end of 2000 
and 18. Have you arrived at a good finish? But remember, it's still not over yet. There are some people who can actually get to December 30th so far with a good year lived and then blow it all on New Year's Eve by getting drunk, getting a DUI, having a wreck, or maybe having a bad fight with your spouse that ends up in a tragic divorce. The test of every year is not how well we begin it, not even how well we live it, but how well we bring it to a conclusion. And that ultimately is the test of all of life itself. And in an age when people are living a lot longer today than we have in the past, this test becomes even more challenging. That first verse of scripture that we read in Ecclesiastes says the day of death is better than the day of birth. Have you ever thought about that? It's true for those who have lived a good life and lived it well to the end, who have fought the good fight, who have finished the race, who have received the blessing from their Lord, well done, good and faithful servant. You may rest from your labors and your good works do follow you. But for those who have not finished well, it's another story altogether. So we need to ask, what is it that gives us the ability to persevere, to see things through to a good ending? What is it that has given us the staying power we need in 2018 to arrive to December 30th at the end of the year and say, I've lived it well? Or what will enable us to do it in 2019? When I was a young minister, there was an older preacher named Harry Emerson Fosdick, uh, who was kind of my patron saint in ministry. Uh, he preached almost 100 years ago, but his sermons are still totally uh, important for life today. And the messages I read back then continue to influence my life today. One in particular uh, was a message that he preached about how it is that will enable us to see things through to a good ending. And he said, first of all, if you want to persevere in life and end life well, not just begin it, but end it well, the first thing you need is integrity of conscience. No matter what else happens in your life, good or bad, and we all get a bit of both, um, it's most important that you never break your faith with yourself, that you never lose your honor, that you never lose your self-respect. Life is filled with all kinds of trials and temptations and, and difficulties, but we must never succumb to them or give in to them. Because if we cannot live with ourselves, how can we possibly live life very well? To be able to get up in the morning and to look in your mirror and respect the person that you see there is certainly one of the most important ingredients for a life well lived. The second ingredient that Fosdick mentioned to have staying power or perseverance in life is to be captured by a cause, to be laid hold of by something that is greater than oneself, to which you give your total loyalty. There, this might be a certain cause that you've championed all your life, 
or a career or a talent or a goal or a lifelong commitment that you have made. You know, if you look at the lives of people who have lived well and at the end of the year, we see all the lives that have left this world in the past 12 months and we see what their lives were all about. And the ones who were most successful that stand out the most are the ones who are always committed to a certain cause or commitment or had certain principles that guided their lives from beginning to the end, something to which they gave themselves unreservedly. It has to be something that is outside of yourself, above yourself, bigger than you are. It's something that will keep you going no matter what happens. And it cannot be self-centeredness. One's goals in life should be high enough that they're always present to you, they're always challenging you, and their goals to which you are always committed no matter what. Then the third thing that Fosdick mentioned that enables you to see life through to a good ending is, uh, is having profound resources of inner strength, he called it, which can only come through faith in God. Those profound resources of inner strength in your life and mine can only come when we develop our spiritual life in a deliberate, and an intentional way. Those who have a vital faith relationship with God will always have the power to renew their strength, to mount up with wings like eagles, to run and not grow weary, to walk and to not faint. But without those profound resources of inner strength, which faith brings, we will only run and grow weary. We will burn out and go flat. We will give in to our temptations. We will be defeated by our frustrations and our troubles. We will lose our morale in life. Faith in God is the ultimate source of staying power in life. Or as the words to that great hymn go, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. Now, to what Fosdick said, those three things, I would add one more personally, and uh, that would be you have to have the power of love. You have to have the ability and the willingness to get over yourself and to live for the sake of others, to overcome every trace of self-centeredness and selfishness in life. The self-centered, unloving individual is only headed toward a bad ending. And there's no other way you can put it. So self-respect and personal integrity, commitment to a cause that is much greater than you are and to which you totally give yourself, faith in God, which gives you profound resources of inner strength and energy, and the ability to love, these are the things that will enable you to bring every day, every week, every year of your life and your life itself to a good ending. And without that good ending, as the scriptures say, nothing else really matters. So here we are at the end of 2018. William Barclay, one of my favorite Bible commentators, says that the real tragedy of life is when the end of one year 
finds us no further along than we were at the end of last year. We still have the same faults. We still make the same mistakes. We still fall to the same temptations. Is that true of your life in 2018? As you ponder the past year, and I hope you will do some pondering between now and New Year's Eve, ask yourselves questions like these. Have you spent adequate time with those you love, especially with your family and your closest friends? Have you given of yourself to your Lord, to your church, to the Lord's ministries? Have you done for others in the spirit of love? What have you contributed to your local community that makes it and the world a better place to live? Are you closer to God today and closer to heaven than you were a year ago? How much better do you know the scriptures than you did on January 1 of 2018? How many treasures in heaven have you laid up along the way? That means those eternal values that time cannot erode, nothing can take away. The values that you will take with you when you leave this world, everything else you'll leave behind. How much self-discipline and self-control did you exercise this past year? How well did you hold on during the moments of temptation or hardship? Did you spend more of your time this past year being upset and angry, frustrated or depressed? Or were you calm and peaceful and joyous and loving most of the time? What have you done these past 12 months to reflect and build upon whatever it is that is most important to you? Obviously, these questions give us a good basis by which we can measure our lives and see whether we have seen this year through to a good ending. The Apostle Paul said about his life, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, and henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that last day. This is the end of 2018. It's not the end of our lives, but the end of an important chapter in our lives. And there is nothing more important than seeing every chapter through to a good ending. Next week, I will say to you, Happy New Year. Today, I say to you, Happy Ending to 2018. Amen.